0: Good morning everyone and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story and on our show we love to amplify the voices of those women whose stories are moving and meaningful and compelling. I'm super excited to introduce to you today Linda Cormier. Linda, did I pronounce your last name correctly?
1: you did and and that doesn't happen all the time so thank you
0: (laughs) um i'm glad to have you here i'm super excited to meet you i know we had to reschedule to today's date so this is great um let me ask you this um first of all folks who listen to my show they know that i don't often know my guests which is beautiful because then we get to know each other all at once right everyone who's listening gets to know you as i get to know you um, but we spent a few minutes chatting before the show, and I feel like you are such, like you have so much enthusiasm, and, and your 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 enthusiasm <sighs> is contagious, that I can't wait for you to tell people all about you. So why don't we start out with that? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, thank you. And I would say, I don't know if you follow or have learned a little bit about the Enneagram um, it's like, oh, personality, yes. yeah, well, I'm the enthusiast. <laughs> so, That's perfect. It is uh, a little bit about myself. I was born and raised in Southern California and had the, the great gift of being raised by my mother, who is originally from Nicaragua. So while I don't look like it, I speak Spanish. I have 27 first cousins and um, my father who's no longer with us. He left us way too early, but he's blonde hair, blue eyed, Southern California surfer boy. And so I grew up in uh, a very loving home in Southern California. I've been born and raised here, still live here and have kind of, I guess, built my life around my high energy and my enthusiasm, my businesses and my relationships. And I think a lot of it comes from being naturally wired to, uh, love life actually. And and my mom, I would say was a very amazing example of that. Um, but I, yeah, everything I've done, everything in my career has pretty much been connected to the fact that I just, I genuinely love people. And it makes me really happy that while we were chatting, that what you kind of gleaned from just that few minutes was an enthusiasm. And it's really an enthusiasm for life. If I had to be succinct.
0: I think that came through readily, and I would say um, you're a passionate person, right? You feel it to me in talking with you. And folks, you know, I only do um, audio on this show, but before the show, we did video, and we were um, chatting. And I would say that um, she lives her purpose, walks her walk. You know, is is stepping into her power. So I can't wait to share more about her with you today. So, Lydia, Linda, let's let's. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, I know you're a product of these beautiful people you just described and your accent is amazing. And that was spot on with your, um, you know, the tone and the accent. That's great. So we, I had a conversation this morning with someone saying, you know, most of the people in America grow up and we don't learn a second language. So it's beautiful that you're bilingual. I think that's wonderful. Was your mom perhaps your best inspirational mentor or was there someone else or maybe you've had many? Tell us about that.
1: I would say it's interesting. Um, my mom loved life and and I love to dance I danced my whole life and we would have a lot of family gatherings at our at our home and so all of my aunts and uncles so there was a there was an example there about a, a spirited life you know to this day my mom's 97 years young wow. and I will call her and say mama you have to go outside and look at the sunset it's so beautiful tonight. Or, you know, did you see the moon? Um, And it was interesting. I was, I was traveling several years ago and I, uh, I'm not a big social media person. So I think I was kind of slow to it all, but I put a post of this tree. I don't even remember what state I was in, but I I put a post of the tree and, and it basically said something like, sometimes you have to just stop and soak in the beauty that is You know, around us every day, and my sister saw it and said, "Well, of course you stopped and looked at a tree, just like Mom would." And it was, it it was like I didn't really realize how much of an influence maybe she had on me to love and to appreciate like those moments. Um, But there was two other people in my life that I would say were hugely impactful. One was my grandmother on my dad's side, who was um, who taught me the. Privilege of being a woman, and she was independent. You know, obviously she was my grandmother, so it was a long time ago. She was very independent, but she taught me, yeah, about the privilege it is to be a woman, and that that nothing was out of our reach. And even though uh, um, she went through some hard times, and she was divorced at a time when you know most people didn't get divorced, and She was a single mom and raised my father and, you know, she's long since gone now, but that was an example of a lady who was filled with grace and love and dignity and modesty and fun all rolled into one. And I was so fortunate to have her in my life until I was about 18, um, And then the other person who influenced me was my greatest coach. His name's Brian Viro, and he's one of my dearest friends. And we kind of stumbled into each other's worlds when I was about 20. And that's when I, or in my late twenties, I would say. And that's when I um, started teaching leadership development and team building and worked very closely with him. And he's just been an instrumental role model in my life. So so much and along with my dad too, you know, my dad from a business perspective, my dad was my greatest example. He he connected value with income. So he taught me never worry about money. Focus on providing value and the money will come. That was a life lesson I learned at 8 years old
0: i love that i love that so i want to say that's a lot to unpack there i didn't I know, know. <laughs> sorry <laughs> no don't be sorry i want to unpack it now because you had me at privilege of being a woman i love that phrase i've never heard anyone else say that oh and that is so powerful and then you closed with uh, at least in this segment the uh you know knowing the value you know focus on value and the money will come i i live by that so thanks to your dad for that because that is so such a truth right it's a truism yeah, yeah. Uh, focus on the value the money will come um i believe that as well you clearly are um living your ikigai you know what you love what you can get paid for what the world needs and what you're good at all come together um you, i just got this book what? I just got this book, the Ikigai. Oh, there, there are probably many books about the Ikigai. So um, we talk about Ikigai a lot in my world and in my uh, companies, because we do that. You step in your power, You, your profession, your vocation, your mission, and your passion all come together. You personify that. So I think the universe has given you a little hint there by uh, if you just bought a book about the Ikigai and here I am mentioning <laughs> it on the podcast, that's pretty amazing. But you do personify that. That's what I noticed in our talk before the show began. Um, I was like, this is a woman living her Ikigai. And folks, Ikigai is a Japanese phrase. It's a two-part uh, word. It's one word with two parts, Ikigai and Gai. And it really means living your highest and best self and... Um, you know, finding and living your purpose and being paid for that.
1: Yeah. I think that was when I, I think when I bought the book, because my, I mean, one of the greatest gifts I think in my life is to have discovered my purpose fairly early and then to be able to create a livelihood out of it, um, has just been, literally i feel like i just must have done something right in my life to be able to so rare you know yeah and that's what i try and work mostly with women in an identifying one that privilege it is to be a woman but also helping them understand what their natural gifts are and sometimes you know, when you use your natural gifts in the service of others, and you can combine that with an income that is for me, that's like everything. And I would want that for everyone, not just women, but I do work with a lot of women. Um, but I think one of the things that's so interesting is a lot of times women, one, they don't recognize that their natural gifts are something that can be used in a livelihood, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they I can do get this paid for it. Yeah. Right. Right. Or if you can't initially, that if you incorporate it into your life in some way, shape or form, even as a, in a hobby, you're going to experience so much joy because when we're living our natural gifts, we experience joy. And so being able to combine that from an income standpoint, it's always possible. The bridge may be a little longer for some than others, but it's always possible.
0: Amazing. I'm taking notes. I have to tell you, <laughs> I coach women as well. Um, but you are resonating with me. Like, if I hired a coach, I would, I would consider you, right? So,
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. The
0: fact that you said experience joy. Think about this, folks. In this country, we all too often know entertainment, but we rarely know true joy. So, if, if Linda, you're someone who could help people find true joy, I think that is remarkable. That's fantastic. Um, well, I
1: rare. appreciate that. I, I um, just last year started a nonprofit and it's the Heroic Joy Leadership Academy, specifically. Wow. For- <laughs> it's because joy, joy is that's that word is the, I mean, it's on my office wall, that word to me, it's not just experiencing when I, here's my definition, first of all, of heroic and joy. Heroic is every single one of us getting out of bed every morning, facing the challenges, caring for our elderly parents, getting our kids to school, dealing with our own life. That to me is heroic. Anytime you pour your effort and energy into living, especially today, it's heroic. And I and I really want women to honor themselves for that, the role that they have in, in the world. And then joy to me is more than a feeling. It's not just experiencing, um, happiness but it's right. it's offering happiness to others and being happy it's experiencing love and being loving Experience, yeah it's an right. action it, it, yeah it's the combination
0: right a linking verb and an action verb right it's 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 all the things it's not just a feeling you're right you're right right, it's, right. A, it's a behavior it's um it's a I being love, it's a what being yes it's being. I'm often quoted as saying we, we are human doings rather than human beings. We need to be human beings. Just be. Um, yep. I love your way. I love your way. You're amazing. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, you know that a lot of the work that I do is about lifting women. That's why you're on this show. Um, we lift as we rise. I know that you do the same. How can women support other women in business?
1: Oh, my gosh. The first thing that comes to mind is one of the, the 10 greatest gifts that I teach. One of them is honor and value differences. That is how we can support each other. When you're honoring and valuing differences, you're not judging. I'm often asked as a, you know, I'm a fairly successful businesswoman. I, I'm the CEO of my own company. I've been in business for since I was 26 years old. I had my first speaking engagement before I even knew it was a thing. And I've asked all the time what it was like to be a woman really in a man's world. And and there was a lot of men. I was oftentimes the only woman at a table. And the truth is that I had far less judgment from men than I did from other women. I raised two incredible young women, both in sports, but I couldn't always be at all of their games because I was paying for the club dues for them to pay for them to play. And I wasn't always there. And the judgment that I experienced from other women who were in a position where they could be at every game, it was was one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through. And so the first thing I would think is how we can support each other as women is to refrain from judgment and just honor and value the differences, what makes everybody unique and amazing. And honestly, I think as a population we need to do that more than ever right now in, in the world that we live in um it is uh yeah it's, it's um, i
0: agree i agree 100 percent. and i want to say um all of my life and all of my career i have experienced that type of bias from other women um, and when they see that i'm there to lift them as much then they don't know how to disengage. They don't know how to disarm. They don't know how to stand down. Right. I, I'm there to help them just as much, right? So when you say these things, it strikes me that these the commonality among women who hurt other women is an insecurity in themselves. So I, I've been where you are I was a single mom for a while and my son was in sports and you know Boy Scouts for a very short period of time didn't last long but the women would would judge and say you know the same the same and so I look back and all these years later of working with women and I say these women were insecure so I think that we need to look at ourselves and what are what is our fear why are we lashing out at other women why are we you know not lifting her up like a sister le- not letting her step on our shoulders to rise right so I, I, I relate so much to this story, to what you're
1: talking about. Um, and I respect and honor you and your choices. So thank you. Well, for thank you so much. And you know, the interesting thing now that my daughters are 23 and 26, they understand much more than they did when they were younger, which is, you know, the other thing that I would share with women who have younger children is, you know, be in it for the long haul, these, these children, they will be your best friends if that's what you intend and your job, obviously we give them roots so that we can give them wings. And, but just to, to be in it for the long haul is really, you know, the advice that I would give as far as from a parenting perspective. And I said, I, I would say that you, you said the word for me that really represents where that judgment comes from, from other women sometimes. And it's fear. I know you said insecurity and that could be it, but at the end of the day, when we lash out, when we judge, when we have those biases that are inevitable in everybody, it does come from a place of fear. If someone is different than we are, we can fear that. And so if someone has chosen or has the, the good fortune of being a stay at home mom and working to raise their children and, and their family, that is different than somebody who has either chosen or not had a choice to stay in the workforce. And right. because it's different, we tend to fear it the same way that we can fear someone who looks different than us. And it's you know, at the end of the day, we all have the same beating heart. And if that's we, we could focus on that,
0: We say this in my companies. We say, I'm different like you, not from you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I want to put you on stage when I host my annual events. I don't know if you know I do these, but I host these wonderful annual events one day a year, um, and I'll be not soon, but coming to LA at some point. So I would love to put you on stage and have you tell your story. It's well, all about I was very to do that.
1: That yeah. sounds great fun. I have a feeling we'd have a lot of fun if we were in the
0: same space. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I believe storytelling gives rise to curiosity and empathy. And we need both. We need more of both, especially like you said, in this climate in which we live now. Yes. Um, let me ask you this. I know that it sound, you, you certainly have a great grip on a life of joy or a joy-filled life. Um, but it hasn't always been easy. What might have been your biggest challenge or setback, and how did you overcome it?
1: Um, very, very easy. It's been my one major setback was losing my father unexpectedly um, in the middle of an argument. Um, we'd never argued. He was my absolute hero. as I mentioned, he taught me my first my first business class when I was eight years old and unbeknownst to me how how, important that would be in the rest of my life. Um, but we, we had an argument. I usually share this story and it's a long story, but I'll condense it. We, we had an argument as I was just graduating from USC and we didn't choose. We didn't say out loud that we weren't going to speak to each other, but it was clear that we were not on the same page. And it was the first time that we weren't on the same page that I could ever remember. And, days turned into weeks which turned into months and he unexpectedly died of an aneurysm and i was only 22 years old um wow and it's That's still hard to tell the story long. as I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't told the story in a long time since we've been in COVID. i haven't had a lot of speaking engagements that are live where i would right. normally tell that story um god this is remarkable how did you handle that i decided from that minute on, I would never have a regret and leave words of love unspoken. I think one of the reasons that you experienced the joy in my personality is because I learned life is not promised. Every day is a gift. And I reconciled um, with the fact that I, I believe my dad is guiding me every single day. There's no room for there's no room for anything other than love in my opinion. And so I, uh, time, I mean, (laughs) time heals wounds and living my life to the very best of my ability and to honor the things that he taught me and yeah, to embrace, to embrace life is how I got through that. And, and as a result, I'm sorry.
0: Do you feel like he was guiding you post after you lost him? Do you feel him there? Did you feel him supporting you? And I'm glad you, you, you went to the place of, I chose love and not fear. Right. So I chose to learn from that, not lose from
1: that. Um, Yeah. I mean, definitely, I would say the first year, the the whole first year, I I wasn't in a place to see anything other than live in the pain, you know, and and help my mom through, you know, none of us expected this. So, but after that, part of what happened was, you know, that's where my phrase, you, you say you were quoted, my phrase is open your mouth and your heart at the same time. Wow. If you do that, you can't go wrong. I learned that after losing my dad, there's no room for, there's no room for, um, long conflict in a relationship that's important. And right. so part of, part of what happened is when you, and when I share with other people that I, I know I'm going to love them. So just, I start out that way because I know I'm going to love them in the long run. know I'm going to forgive them if they mess up. So I just start out that way. And when you start out that way, like you just said to put me on stage, one of the reasons I think I've had the success that I've had, because I started speaking when I was very, very young, is that I genuinely like feel that I love humanity. I'm part of humanity. And so I think people can feel that whether it's, you know, 40 people or 400 people or 1500 people in a room that came from the loss of my father, and I literally have learned and, and lived my entire life with the idea that with every adversity is a seed of equal or greater benefit. And it was really hard to imagine what could possibly come into my life that was good as a result of losing him. But the truth is that because of losing him, my heart is so wide open with everybody I meet that it has then come back in massive ways.
0: I can so feel that I see it, I hear it, and I feel it. You are totally Enneagram seven. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing. You. I mean, I'm so glad that you're here in my life now. We had not met So I feel like you're a little bonus in my life. Um, I'm learning as much from you, if not more than I normally do in my podcast, because um, I'm the coach. I'm, yeah. I, am you know, wow, the student is ready and you, the teacher, have appeared.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I, I, that means a lot to me. I think um, the, my life's journey has um, given me some, some wisdom. I like to think my goal is just to help share it with as many people as possible. Sometimes when I'm on the podcast, it was like, are you selling anything? Is there some specific program? And I'm like, no, no, I, just, I want to know. You, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. I just want to offer insight, especially to other women because the world needs women. And, and my, um, a big part of the Excitement and joy that I feel every day is waking up knowing that living my purpose, a lot of that is to help women find their voice, trust their voice and use their voice. Because I believe that that is so needed right now in our world and it's happening. We see it happening more and more. I
0: want to ask you Linda you so speak my language like I'm like wow I'm taking notes I never take notes. I'm oh notes. well I take that as a beautiful compliment thank you, you should. you should you are so remarkable and so um easy to you know embrace right so thank you for that thank you so much well, let me ask you this. Um, I know in my blog that I'll write about you. I'll include your bio. I'll include a gallery of photos that tell your story. I'll include any, um, you know, anything you'd like me to share to to give insight into who you are. And I love that question that, was it your husband who asked you, are you selling something or, because we don't do that here. We, we talk about yeah. the woman. We want to know yeah. you. Too. And you're so remarkable that even though you're not selling, I'm buying, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I'm buying whatever Linda's selling. (laughs) Let me ask you, how can people reach you if they want to know more about you or how to connect with you or get a little bit of this gift of you?
1: you know, I, I mentioned that I'm not big on social media, but I do have some help right now on Instagram. And so that's a lot of people. I work a lot with, um, women who are younger than me. I'm working on uh, Ted talk actually on the next generation of leaders. And so I have a lot of younger, you know, aged between 20 and, you know, 50, cause all that's younger than me. Um, that I work with. So on Instagram, you can follow me or or direct message me on Instagram. Also, I do have my website, which is just my name and you can always, people can always email me. Um, I am really excited about my nonprofit where it's amazing what's happened in such a short period of time. So that would be, I, I don't send out a lot of information. I'm not, the most consistent when it comes to sending out information, but if someone's interested, they can sign up for like a newsletter and I'll occasionally send a blog or, um, you know, hopefully something that inspires and touches hearts.
0: Well, no, hopefully necessary. Cause it definitely does. I'm sure I will put all of that in the blog that I write. I'll share it to my website and then post it on LinkedIn and tag you. Um, I'll encourage people and give the hyperlink to your, um, Instagram, to your, nonprofit to your website and make certain that we make it easy for people to get a little linda in their
1: life (laughs) thank you i appreciate that
0: you're so welcome it has been my pleasure having you on the show and i look forward to receiving your bio and all these great things and sharing you with my network of about sixteen thousand followers so um i would also like to discuss with you offline the event that we do host across the country because I think you'd be a remarkable storyteller and
1: it's all about telling stories well sounds great to me I really appreciate it this has been such great fun and um you know I just look forward to actually meeting with people in person now and I'm so oh, excited yeah. that it feels like it's coming you know it's around the corner because I miss that energy of actually being with you know in lots of people. So I I agree. I agree.
0: So this year's event just ended on the 8th of April. Next year's event is on stage in person in Chicago, June 2nd. So we are so excited about that. I mean, women like to hug. Women like to smile and share energy, right? 100%. I miss that too, sister. All right. Well, thank you for being here. You're amazing. And I'm like blown away, like can't wait to further our relationship. And folks, those of you who listen uh, regularly, thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, We need to listen more, right, to others and to connect with those who may or may not be in our inner circle. And we need to meet people, advise people, refer people, hire people that we didn't always know all of our lifetimes, right? So that's, we need to to be open and curious and listen with empathy and not judgment. So thanks for being here, everybody. Have a great day.